got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkeys, rabbits, you name it. Gentlemen, let's get ready to pod here on 99 Pod. It's not 1999 anymore podcast, and you know what we do here on this show. Okay, so you know, make sure y'all like and subscribe to the channel because it's going down today on this Tuesday at the time that we are recording this episode right now. We are two days away from Thanksgiving. And y'all know how I'm living. I'm talking fried chicken. I'm talking mac and cheese. Okay, I'm talking all that. Okay, yams. Listen, it's going down on Thursday. And um, I can't wait for it in the worst way, man. I'm looking forward to it, you know. And I'm looking forward to getting this show knocked out so we can enjoy the holiday with the family and everything. But um, we got business to take care of right now. And that's exactly what we're going to do right now. And I'm going to pass over the mic to my guy, Zach, who's in the building. Zach. What's the word? Well, what's going on? Happy to be here as always. And you mentioned all those foods. You know, it. you uh, hit the uh, Aretha Franklin video right before we got in here. You know, I'm talking beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. I was ready to get into it, but uh, no. Nah. Happy Thanksgiving to you and everyone listening. One of the best times of the year. One of the best times to be a football fan. And I think we saw that last night. Super excited to be here as always. Super excited to get into it all. And let's do it. And when you talk about Thanksgiving, there's a lot of things on the menu, right? And everybody has what they love to eat, right? Some people like seafood, right? I, I heard of, you know, a family member having a seafood dinner. I'm like, okay, seafood on Thanksgiving. Wow, all right. You know, you got mac and cheese. You got all that. But on this show today, we got a lot on the menu. I mean, we were talking the game last night. We were talking some superlatives in the NFL thus far. We were talking a take for 99. And guess what? No fan left behind. So make sure y'all like and subscribe so y'all don't be left behind. And we might as well begin on time with the first topic that we have right now on today's show. As we all know, the Eagles defeated the Chiefs last night in the Super Bowl rematch of last year. And the question that we have is, will the Chiefs offense keep them out of the Super Bowl this upcoming season? And Zach, the mic is yours to kick us off. Yeah, well, so it's interesting, right? I think a lot of heads turned and a lot of people, when it came to the Chiefs and what their outlook was, right, a couple of years ago when they traded Tyreek Hill, that, that was a very controversial move in the sense that he's one of the best receivers that we've seen in the league in recent memory. And that was a pretty major decision to trade him when he still had, I believe, a year left on his contract. But when the Chiefs made that move, I think what they kind of signaled was, okay, we really have to focus on improving some of the other aspects of our team. And that move really allowed them to keep Chris Jones, who I thought played great last night, had two sacks in the first half. That move allowed them to open up some cap space to ultimately pay him. And it also got them in the trade with the Dolphins, the draft pick to take Trent McDuffie, who is playing like one of the best corners in the league right now. I've been very impressed by him. But with those moves, it kind of prioritized the defense a little bit more. And I think when that move was made last year was a little bit of an, an anomaly in the sense that the fact that they were able to do that and be the best offense in the league right after they traded Tyreek Hill, it was super impressive. But I don't think that was really realistic to expect them to repeat that going forward. Maybe one day they'll be able to get there again. But right now, this Chiefs offense is clearly struggling and they have a ton of questions, especially at the wide receiver position. Now, when it comes to this hole at the wide receiver spot and will it keep them out of the Super Bowl? I'm still a little bit hesitant to say so just because I still feel like this offense, by the time we get to January, will be able to improve things a little bit. 
I think the fact that Kansas City's defense played as well as they did last night, again, was super concerning. But we all know what we're going to talk about, right? That big drop by Marquez Valdez-Scantling when he really had the opportunity to win it for the Chiefs. It was a terrible drop, but he just couldn't come down with the ball, and the Eagles' defense were uh, was able to take advantage of that. I think it, it was a very highly competitive game. I think when you look at Kansas City and their wide receivers, this has been really a concern – throughout the first couple weeks of the season, going back to the Detroit game opening night when it was Kadarius Tony, when his drops kind of really cost this Kansas City team. And the, the thing, like, call me crazy, the thing I'm not really that concerned about and the reason why I wouldn't say I'm, I'm overly concerned is because, man, some of these drops, like, I don't want to say they're fluky, but I just feel like most instances, if you're an NFL wide receiver, you should be able to come down with the ball. Now, the one concern I do have for Kansas City, and this was really my concern going into the season with the Chiefs, is Travis Kelsey. He is arguably the best tight end of all time, and he's been producing at a really high level for a really long time now, really ever since Mahomes got into the league. But if he's not playing at an elite level, that's where I get concerned. If, if he's fumbling like he did last night in just crucial situations, I think that's where you get worried. Because even though the Chiefs have plenty of concerns at the receiver position, they do have that obvious number one alpha weapon in Kelsey that Mahomes could rely on. That's a safety blanket. But if he's out here fumbling the ball within the 10-yard line and making mistakes like that, that's when I think KC could really, really be in trouble, especially on the offensive side of the ball. The other thing about Kansas City, the last point I'll make about their receivers are, and this worked for them last year, was they really prioritized that receiver by committee approach. They didn't really have like a clear-cut number one wide receiver, they would rely on Juju some games. They would rely on Kadarius Tony other games. They had so many different options. But if I'm Andy Reid, I'm really prioritizing getting Rashi Rice the ball, the kid they took in the first round from SMU. I think out of all of these guys, he's really the one that stands out to me that can make impact plays. Justin Watson, who I like, I think he's a solid wide receiver, but he got 11 targets last night. You're not really going to be able to win many games by doing that. So I do think while there are plenty of questions when it comes to the Chiefs wide receivers it's their obvious flaw but I don't think it's enough to say oh it's going to keep them out of the Super Bowl because a lot of these other teams they're competing with in the AFC they have obvious flaws as well Kansas City's just happens to be their wide receivers and you just got to hope they clean things up eventually yeah I think there's a lot of ways that you could look at this question right if we want to look you know beyond Kansas City and look at the exterior in the conference, right? Oh, what is the Ravens doing? What is the Bengals doing? What is the Bills doing? That we could play that game. And then if we play that game, I think that you would give the Chiefs a 50-50 shot to make the Super Bowl just by looking at it from that perspective. But if you're looking at it from Kansas City, right? And just them or you, okay? Forget about everybody else because everybody else could turn it up. If anybody else make the playoff, which clearly there's going to be seven teams well, six teams outside of Kansas City that's going to make the playoffs, all they have to do is be good for one game. So no matter what questions they may have, right, all they got to do is be good for one game. Likewise with Kansas City. They got to be good for one game. So truly, it's 50-50. But when you look at Kansas City, though, and you say, all right, Kansas City, or you good enough to get back there? Is your offense good enough to get back there? Then I think we should answer that question. Uh, not right now. No. No, you can't. I mean, how could you look at the game last night and say they – they should be able to get back there. I mean, when you think about it, like, you know, 
we did this show a couple weeks ago, you know, uh, the show that you was on, the last show that you was on. And we debated this very topic, talking about Kansas City. And we talked about how good their defense were. And I told you that, yes, their defense is playing good. But what is going on offensively? Okay. And it's okay. It's fine. If your new identity is no longer having the number one scoring offense in the league, that's fine. You don't got to win like that. Matter of fact, it's impressive that you're able to switch identities because that's a form of adaptability. Thumbs up. But when you have your offense that's not doing their job, okay, and is wasting good performances of the defense, which the offense has done and the losses that they do have, then there's a problem. And then things become very problematic. When you talk about just everything, right? And I talked about it too on that debate. I said, Zach, we got to look at the Habs, okay? Because clearly the Eagles was down in this game. And you have to play 60 minutes of good football. You can't turn in one half. You got to turn in, you know, a, a second half as well. You got to turn in 60 minutes. And if you don't turn in 60 minutes, then you got to turn in the second half because that's the most important part of the game. And the Eagles did that. And the Chiefs did not. And that's been plaguing the Chiefs for the last couple of weeks. Matter of fact, throughout the season, in the last three weeks, they have not scored in the second half. That's a problem. You can't live like that. So I just find it hard to believe that we are in week 12, right? And we are dealing with the same issues that happened in week one. Like, where's the urgency here? It's been 11 weeks, bro. Or 10 to 11 weeks. I believe 10 weeks. What's going on? And then you coming off a bye? And then we like to point out stats when they work beneficial to praising people like Andy Reid. Oh, he never lost outside of a bye. I'm taking the Chiefs. All them talking heads, okay, taking the Chiefs. Oh, you don't count Andy Reid off a bye. Well, guess what? Hi. Okay, hi. Hello. What happened now? He lost after a bye and the offense still stinks. And the wide receivers are not making plays after a bye. Okay. So um, when we talk about the Chiefs, we have to be, have to be, you know, concerned. Now, I understand a lot of people is going to say, well, Marquez Veldes, MVS, make the catch. Yeah. Okay. Week one, make the catch. Right? Week one, they have some drops. Make the catch. Oh, we still got Mahomes. We still got Kelsey. We still got Andy Reid. Yeah, I know that. Mahomes threw a good bomb to MVS in that game. That was a perfect pass. I know that. Right? Even on the fourth down and long, he threw a, a catchable ball to Sky Moore. Yeah, I know that. Mahomes is still there. He never left. Andy Reid clearly still there. Guys getting schemed wide open. That hasn't changed. But is the receiver's going to make a play. And when you bring up Kelsey, now we're going to focus on him too. If you are worried about him, then you should be worried about the Chiefs. Because that's the alpha right there. And I just think that his mind is, is somewhere else. He came out before the game talking about, I thinking about, I'm thinking about retirement more than ever. Okay, maybe you should retire. If you're going to fumble the ball like that and drop some easy passes, maybe it is time to hang him up. And then we talk about Taylor Swift and all this. It's a big distraction for this team. You think about all these young wide receivers. They probably look at her like God. And they're playing in front of her, whether she's at the game or whether she's watching at home. Think about the pressure on that team. So now you're dealing with the expectation of playing with Patrick Mahomes, who a lot of people, and you can make the argument, yes, he is the best quarterback in the NFL, right? And you're playing with that guy. They just won a Super Bowl. So there's expectations to live up to that. And now I got this chick in the press box watching me or watching me at the crib. Yeah, it's problematic. So when you talk about 
everything that's happening with the Chiefs, it's slowly happening, Zach. It just reminds me, and I'm going to end off here with my first lap. It reminds me of the Golden State Warriors in the NBA, right? When they were, you know, middle of a decline, right? We didn't see it as a decline when they won the championship because they won it. But when they lost Kevin Durant, just like how the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, nobody thought that the Warriors were going to do it again. They did it again. Why? Because the playoffs opened up. Matchups is everything. Okay, and it's gonna be everything for the Chiefs this year, but it was everything for the Warriors when they went on that run without KD. But things happened, right? They won the pathway was whoop, they won and Boston choked and they won the game, just like how Philly choked last year, and they won the game, right? But then they went whoop all the way down. Why? Because guess what? They were declining. That year was an exception. When you talk about the Chiefs, yeah, you're right. They were doing this last year. We see for by committee last year. So how did they win the championship? Well, I tell you, things opened up. And the Eagles, we got called spade to spade. They choked that game. They didn't get one stop defensively in the Super Bowl. They didn't get one interception, nothing like that, and they won. But now we are looking at the league struggling offensively, and we are looking at the Chiefs, and we're like, wait, hold up. Something feels different about this year's team. That's because they are declining right now. And when you have one guy, your best player, thinking about retirement, okay, and bringing more distractions to this team, and Mahomes is still Mahomes, he's going to be like Steph and what Steph is doing right now, carrying the team by himself. So, no, we, we should, you know, be concerned with the offense. And I do think if anything keeps them out of the Super Bowl this year, it will be their offense. And that's my first lap. So just with the Kelsey stuff, I saw the, uh, the comments you're referring to about uh, him and talking about like possibly retiring. To me, I just thought – uh, that meant he wants a new contract and he's trying to put a little bit of pressure on Kansas City to get together. He didn't play like it. <laughs> he didn't play like he wanted a contract last night. With all due respect, he played like he wanted to retire. But, you know, neither here or there. Carry on. I mean, yeah, the, the fumble killed him. And, and I will say, like, you know, he, he didn't play in that game week one. And it is obvious. Like, if he's not playing at his best, this team, yeah, they're in trouble. But well, Chris, exactly. day, <laughs> one more point, too. It's funny because when the Chiefs lost to the Lions, that was the excuse. Kelsey wasn't there. Okay, they lost because Kelsey wasn't there. Kelsey would have made the difference. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I he he was be- look, I, I I think you can make the case that he is more of a culprit for the loss last night than MVS, as crazy as that might sound. I think his fumble inside the 10-yard line was really the play that started to turn things around and, and uh, push momentum in Philadelphia's uh, direction. But I, I will just say, in terms of, like, the Taylor Swift and, and the distractions, like, I'm not there yet. It is a lot. I see what you're saying. But I still think this team deserves the benefit of the doubt for how much they've won throughout the past four or five years. And I'm not ready to say they're declining yet because I still look at this defense and the way they're playing, and I just say, man, if this offense could just improve a little bit by the time we get to January, I still think they're going to be in a really good spot. Now, one question I do have for you, though, and uh, I'm curious how you feel, and I'm curious if uh, if things don't end up uh, right for Kansas City, and if they don't make the Super Bowl, maybe this is something we look back on. Like, do you think they're going to regret not making a move for a wide receiver at the deadline? I know they brought in McCole Hardman, which wasn't really like that's more of a special teams move. He isn't really that involved on the offense. But my issue with this team, right, is they're still trying to use that wide receiver by committee approach. And I just don't think they should do it. Like Justin Watson, I like him, but he shouldn't be getting 11 targets a game. I want to see this kid, Rashid Rice, a little bit more involved. And also, man, 
I felt like Kansas City dominated the game last night. Credit to Philadelphia. They made the big timely plays when they needed to the most. Jalen Hurts was was great down the stretch, made a couple big plays, uh, and props to Philadelphia. That, that was a great win. But it's not like they just kicked the Chiefs' ass the whole game. I felt like Kansas City made some costly mistakes. And, you know, considering they were fresh off the win over the Dolphins in Germany, they're still sitting at 8-3. Uh, and three. They're, they're playing good football. So I do think as frustrating as a loss as this is, I'm not going to panic. I'm not. To answer your question about making a move at the trade deadline, um, yeah, <laughs> clearly we see these receivers last night. They should have made a move. Now you could argue for who and you know how. Yeah, I mean you got to figure that out. Not you, but them. You know, maybe they should have. You know, obviously we know the Bengals are not trading T Higgins to a rifle. That's not going to happen. But maybe you trade for D Hop. Maybe you try to bring him out of there. Work something like, out. A Hollywood. You know? A guy like that. Maybe a Hollywood Brown do something. Okay, anybody's better than what I saw last night. And this is the problem, right? Last year was just a aberration. Last year was the season of aberrations, okay? Think about it. Like the Vikings, the Giants, and their success last year compared to this year. Last year was just a total aberration that happens in sports. And we can't deny that, right? And it's nothing to take away from, you know, Mahomes individually, you know, guys great, clearly, and you have a great quarterback. That's how you was able to overcome some of those issues and some of those subtractions because of that guy. I get it. But um, we have to remember that Juju was the reliable source there. He was the reliable receiver. He was the number one. And I understand other guys had games, but Juju always made a play or two in the game to win the game in the fourth quarter, which is something that they're missing in the fourth quarter. And when you talk about Kadarius Tony and the special teams, you know, plays that he did in the Super Bowl, they was able to win. And then their defense was able to generate a turnover in return for a touchdown that literally swayed the game. Now, when you talk about the receiver and adding to this roster to this year's team, which they should have done. I mean, it's Black Friday, but they can't go shopping off a discount no more. The trade deadline is over. What we have to realize is that look at Aaron Rodgers, for example, okay, in his situation. My guy couldn't get out of the NFC for years because he didn't have that second Debbie wide receiver. For years, this guy couldn't get out, okay? And matter of fact, the second Debbie receiver that he did have was MVS. Ironic, that's the guy that dropped the pass last night. So when you talk about, you know, just being able to work out magic. We got to stop with this magic, bro. Okay, I understand Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I get it. But you got to give him some weapons, okay? That's what they should have done. And they're going to regret it. Because at the end of the night, you're going to need playmakers to win games. I understand their defense is legit. It is legit, okay? The Ravens' defense is legit as well. The Browns' defense is legit as well. But they're going to need more offensively if they're trying to get back to the game. So one last question. Uh, should they regret trading Tyreek Hill? Yes, they should regret trading Tyreek Hill. I mean, there's nobody in this earth, okay? And I challenge anybody to, you know, you know, start this madness right now that think that the Chiefs are a better team without him. I don't care if they won the Super Bowl without him. Clearly, if you're watching the games and you're watching their offense and how explosive their offense was with him on the field, that's the best version of the Chiefs when they had Kelsey, Mahomes, and Tyreek Hill, right? Because now they don't have to really game plan that much because think about it. All teams got to do right now to stop this Chiefs offense really is to bracket Kelsey. That's the main thing. Get Kelsey out of the picture, and he's helping himself do that. 
because he looked like he really want to retire. But take him out of the picture schematically, bracket him, make sure he don't kill you in the game, force somebody else to make plays. That's how you beat the Chiefs. When you had Tyreek Hill on the team, okay, it was, all right, take away Tyreek Hill. Play too high safety, okay? And then Kelsey could eat off of Tyreek Hill now. And how do you stop them both? Then you got Mahomes and his scramble ability. That's another thing you got to look out for. So now that you took that big piece away, although they was able to adapt, that's what great teams do. They adapt. They win the championship. But guess what? This year's team is not a great team. There's no great teams in the AFC, period. And you could make that argument. I get it. But if we focus in on Kansas City, they are not a great team at all right now. I'll counter that with this, though. I think that making that move, it really did allow them to focus on the defensive side of the ball. I think we forget just how bad this Chiefs defense was, uh, you know, only two, three years ago when Mahomes first got into the league. And that move, you know, if they if they don't trade uh, Tyreek Hill, Chris Jones is not on the team anymore. And they easily probably they do lose the AFC championship game last year to the Bengals. Jones took over that game in the second half. I don't think they win that game without him. And again, it allowed them to draft Trent McDuffie, who is there is not a corner in the league playing better than him right now. So I think although there are some concerns with this Chiefs offense, I would have signed for the fact, honestly, that, okay, this defense is really good. They're playing at a high level. And man, although this team is flawed, especially at the receiver position, I don't trust anyone else in the AFC to figure it out more than I do Mahomes and Reed. I agree if we see the Chiefs offense last night for the rest of the season, yeah, this team has no chance of winning a championship. But I do think when we get to January, when we get to the biggest games of the year, I, I think this offense is going to be better, and I think they're going to make enough plays to figure it out. Now, I think it could be interesting if uh, this is finally the year Mahomes uh, has to go on the road in a playoff game. If I, I said earlier Kansas City was 8-3. and three. I'm sorry, they're 7-3. and three. So right now, if the season were to end today, Baltimore would get the number one seed in the AFC, and I, I do think that would be – a pretty interesting proposition to to see Kansas City as uh, away from that number one seed. But I, as ugly as last night's game was, though, I, I'm just not ready to write this team off just yet. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt based on how much they've won. And uh, I, I don't think we've seen the last of them. I, I don't. I mean, look, clearly they're going to be there at the end when you talk about playoffs, right? They're going to be there. So clearly it's not going to be the last time we see them. Now, the big million dollar question will be is it the last time we see them in the big game now obviously we don't know that because obviously this year is one year then you got next year then you got you know they could add they could do whatever they do we don't know we don't even know we're gonna be here as a society next year okay with all due respect with everything that's happening right now we don't know but my point being is that back in the summertime in august when we did our burning questions my million dollar question okay was the chiefs and they wide receiver unit fast forward in week 11, you would think I would have an answer, which I do, but not in the way that um is good for the Chiefs right now. Like, I no, they cannot show up. Like, how could we look 10 games? Okay, 10 games has went by. Okay, we are going to week 12 right now. And look at them and feel good about what happened last night. Like, we can't. And then another thing I said, and I predicted that was going to happen, was that the Chiefs were going to go on the road. Okay, they were going to have to go on the road to win a playoff game. Okay, and clearly, if everything stands pat, it's looking like that because the Ravens may have the number one seed. Who knows if they're able to hang on or keep that? We don't know that, obviously. But with this Chiefs team, and this is my last point of the Chiefs before, you know, if you want to talk about the Eagles, you know, um, is that they are still a team that has a 50-50 shot to make it. 
Like I said, I'm not saying that they're not going to do it. It's 50-50, but I'm saying when you're looking at them and not anybody else, just look at the Chiefs and their offense from the eye test. We have to be worried about their ability to match what the defense is bringing to the games every single game. They're not matching that. Like, it's one thing for the defense to win and be your identity. We want to win games defensively. But if your offense is holding your, your team back, then things become very problematic. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We're, we've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, or leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's, all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.